but um, well, we just welcome you. Welcome anybody who's watching uh, online or watching the archives, and thank you for being here this morning. Uh, Sherman and I were gone this past week, but we sure missed you, and uh, I'm just happy to see your faces, and God is doing some great and miraculous stuff, and as much as I would like to talk about some of the great things that happened this week and share those with you, we did some of that in the 10 o'clock class. Uh, this morning there's something that we absolutely need to cover and that is closing the divide um, and just to give you an idea of you know some of the division kind of what I was asking Jeremy is um, I w recently in the past year the Holy Spirit started dealing with me with some stuff in order for the Holy Spirit to show you some things for you to grow you've got to move into the place of humility you know you can't you can't go into um, the wisdom of God without humbling yourself and realizing that you don't know it all, right? You've got to open yourself up. Uh, Creflo said uh, this week, he said, <clears throat> um, he said, the power of God, let me get to it. I want to quote him, not me. He was talking about pride and humility. And he, he said this. He said, uh, pride always looks to blame others. He said, you are in pride if you are carrying your problems when God said to cast your cares. But then this is what the one I wanted to tell you. He said, just like electricity through rubber, grace will not flow through pride. Let me say that again. Just like electricity through rubber, grace will not flow through pride. So in other words, if we want to move to the places that God has for us, we need to get to the place of humility because in a prideful position, um, it just doesn't flow. And let me, let me just say, what does pride look like? Well, pride looks like this. Well, they're messing up and I'm holding it against them because I'm so holy. We can't forgive because we're so holy. That's pride. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm just, I'm just mad at them. Who, who cares? Get over yourself. You got to get outside of that pride that would hold it against them. Let them go. What did I mean? If anybody had a right to do that, who was it? Jesus. Jesus. Absolutely, he had a right to do that. Well, in the divide that's been going on in the country, what's been happening is we've a lot of times been looking at one another, seeing things that maybe have gone wrong with the other side, but certainly it couldn't have been ours. And one of the things that we need to do is we need to say, look, I don't have any right to hold that against you. I am not your judge. But I can forgive you just like Jesus forgave me. And this is what I need to do. And we can't move to the place. So several months ago, it's been, I don't know, a while back, the Lord just started, I started humbling myself and saying, Lord, show me some stuff. Show me some things about this. And, and I started to humble myself, things that I had not been able to see, hidden from me, uh, I had hidden from myself as far as the races go. Things that, that I had not been able to see as a white guy that was raised in a white world you know, uh, you know, m where my environment that I grew up. 
And the Holy Spirit started tenderizing my heart. As I moved into humility, he started opening up my eyes to some stuff that was going on that I just could not see before. What I started to see was where I thought everything was pretty much okay, they weren't. And I started to recognize some of the divide. I started to recognize where just even the pride of I thought everything was okay had blocked my attention from somebody that was hurting. And all of a sudden I realized that I wasn't seeing that hurt. And if I wasn't seeing that hurt, then how could I ever love on the person that was hurting or comforting? And, well, well, they're hurting you know, for the wrong reason, someone may say. Who cares? I, I don't have a right to not serve them, to not serve. And so what I saw, and I'll just I'll end it, wrap it up like this, is this week as I was sitting there and seeing some of the stuff that was happening in the country, all of a sudden what I saw was this. I went to uh, some of the uh, black pastors that I know, and I just told them what the Lord was revealing to me, and this is the response I got I cannot from them. I cannot tell you how much that means to me right now. And what they were wanting to see more than ever, anything is that I see what you're going through. And I'm telling you, this is there and there's a divide. They wanted, they wanted to feel the care that we're, you know, we're proposing that we care and that we love on Facebook, but yet we, you know, in reality, we don't even see it. The mourning, the hurt. The fear, stuff like that. For example, um, I looked like, you know, on after Wednesday night in Dallas, I saw stuff all over Facebook about Dallas. But what I didn't see the two days before, I saw, because I have friends that are black and white, here's what I, I got on Facebook, I saw two different Facebooks. One Facebook was all of my white friends and they were putting up all kinds of pictures and they were enjoying vacations and everything else and then my black friends they were all hurting because somebody somebody's brother father son had been killed and they were in mourning and some of them were in fear and some of them were well here's the thing what do we do with that person that's hurting and mourning and in in fear we love them and, and so one was in complete despair and one was in complete oblivion, you know, just oblivious to it. That was before Dallas. And then all of a sudden Dallas happens and it's the other way around. Now I'm speaking mostly to a, to a white church this morning because I'm talking about, you know, this is the things that we need to open up our eyes to. So... There's some divide there that we're not even aware of. You know, I even read one post that, that somebody said, they said, you know, where is the care and the concern? And so we're saying it on one level, but we don't care enough to actually look in and see what's going on. That's a problem. So um, here, Chris, will you stand up here real quick? So let's say, just stand right there. So let's say that here we are in the world, and let's say that Chris is a sinner. We're just going to pick on you all day today, so that's good, all right? So let's say that he's, what do we owe him as a sinner? Love. Well, what if he's dirty, rotten, scoundrel and got himself there in the first place? Love. We follow the example of Jesus. Doesn't matter what he did. 
what matters? He is. He's made in the image and the likeness of God. God wants him to accept him, which means God wants him to be the son of God he created him to be. And in God's eyes, that's who he is. He may dismiss it. He may never accept it. He may never, but in God's eyes, that's my son. And what's the way that he's going to come out of that? When somebody who has received the verse that Nicole did, the first John four eight said, "Those that do not love do not love do not know God." So when somebody knows God, now they have that love that can come in here and help and and get behind and lift up and help bear the burdens of one another. This is what we're called to do. No matter what we feel, this person may have been wrong to me, may have been bad to me. We were all bad to Jesus. And the example that he gave us is, I don't care what you did. I'm going to love on you. I'm just going to, I'm going to pour out my life for you. So what if, what if we have, all right, let's not talk about a sinner. See, is that not the correct thing there? Well, what if we have a divide? What if he uh, believes in one doctrine and I believe in another doctrine, Right? Maybe, maybe I'm Pentecostal and he's not, right? Well, what am I supposed to do with that? Same thing. Here's, here's the issue is between the sinner and the saint, between the, the two different doctrines, there's a divide and that needs to come together. And anytime there's a lack of unity, it means that somewhere somebody messed up. Well, how are you going to fix what's messed up? What's the joining factor? What's the thing that combines and brings them into the unity? The love of God. The love of God. Thank you. Jeremy, will you come back up? I know he's loving this this morning. Just stand right there. So in this nation, we've had this. And you know what? The truth of the matter is just like every, every argument, just like every argument, there's right on both and wrong on both sides. Guaranteed, guaranteed, just like any other relationship, just like any other thing, there's right and wrong on both sides. Who cares if you're separated? Who cares? What are we supposed to do? What are we called to do? It's no different than the sinner and the saint. It's no different than di disagreeing opinions. It's no different in the race area. What does God want us to do? I don't care how it came about. Let me do what I got to do and love on that person like Jesus wants me to love on that person and bring that thing together. I don't care. You, you may have had something personally that's done to you. Because, and maybe not somebody in here, but maybe somebody that's watching. You may have had something that's done to you. Who cares? Because I know somebody who did something greater than that for you. And his name is Jesus. And we got to decide, are we going to live by the ways of him? Or are we going to live by the ways that our heritage has taught us? At some point, somebody's got to say, I'm going to put my heritage down so that I can pick up the heritage of Christ and see this thing work. Not live and try to find my life in a worldly way, but find my life in a heavenly way. And that means that we're going to have to say, I don't care what it is, but if I see a divide... 
then my job as a Christian is to bring that thing together. And the only way to do it is to love. I don't, I don't care how it got there. I don't care why it's there. I don't care how long it's been there. I got a job to do, and that means I got to love. And well, well, they're not loving on me. Maybe you have that argument. Who cares? I'm not talking about their responsibility. They, they may stand between them and Christ. I'm talking about yours, whoever's watching. I'm talking about whoever's listening. You have a responsibility to say, I'm closing this gap. In the name of Jesus, we're closing this gap, and we're going to do it with love. We're going to do it with love. Thank you, bro. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. And see, this doesn't just apply to race. It'll apply to the divide within your marriage. It'll apply to the divide between uh, households and friends it'll, it, and, and enemies. It'll, it'll apply to anything. See, we, the human race, was enemies of God when the Father sent Jesus. Enemies. In Romans chapter 5, we were helpless. We were sinners. We were enemies. And God said, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm going to love on them. Don't care what they've done. Don't care what they keep on doing. I mean, he knew they were about to kill his son. The one, the love he sent, they're going to kill it. And he said, still giving it. You're not going to stop me. We're made in the image of him. him. We need to put that image on. I don't care. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me from loving. I will close the divide on the behalf of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I will close the divide. It's what love calls me to do. You know, I can, if, if I really, uh, what does the word say about somebody who's mourning? that we should mourn with them, that we should comfort them. What, a, what does the word say and teach us about somebody who's in fear? Is it that we should tell them stop fearing? Well, that may help them, and if you're in the right position, fine. But you know what needs to happen more than that? You need to help bear the burden of that spirit of fear, cast that spirit of fear off. And how do you do that? You love on them. Think about this. The truth of the matter is, and we're not going to, like I said, we're not going to talk as much when we have the prayer meeting tonight, but we need to hear this. How do we do some of these things? One of the things that we can do is, you know what I'm seeing in some of the videos of the shootings and everything? I, I'm seeing two different groups of people with different environments, different raisings, and the truth is, nobody wants to say this, but the truth is both of them are in distinct fear. Spirit of fears on both of them, and and we don't want to say that. But the, you know, I can I can tell it. And and if you're if you're a black person, you're watching this, and white people don't want to say this. But I walk in, and all of a sudden there's a group of blacks coming out of the store. I feel the fear, and I've got to put that down because I've seen stuff, and I think I've had people tell me how it's going to be, and and that's it's stupid because most everybody's not like that but we're just we're fearful and so what you have is you got two people approaching each other in fear just seeing if the other one's going to throw throw a punch or whatever and we're walking in fear and i don't i can't speak for a black person but i imagine that fear is the same way think about this 
What if two people are walking, Chris, will you stand back up? What if two people are walking together, they're coming from different places, and they, and they just, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Just diffused all fear. You know what? Because when I smile at them and I nod, guess what? He's thinking, oh, they're, they're good. They're not gonna, he's not going to rage on me. You know, he's not going to grab me, you know. I, this is all, what is that? That's the love of Christ coming out. And here's, here's also what it is, is caring more about that person so that I think enough to shoot them a smile and shoot them love when they may or may not need it. They might not need it, but I can diffuse a situation just like that by, hey, man, how you doing? I can't tell you how many times uh, I've been walking up somebody and we're both like, like this, and I'll say, hey, man, how you doing? And they're like, oh. Hey, I'm good, you know, and you can see the relief happen on both sides. You can see that. This is what Christians do. They bring the glory of God into a situation and completely diffuse that. Thank you. See, it's little stuff like this, but this means that we got to think beyond our own little world. We got to actually start considering others more than ourselves. And I know, look. There, there's people on both sides of the races, the white and black. There's people on both sides that they've gone through some stuff, some real stuff that a lot of other people haven't. And they carry some of those past hurts and scars and fears. And I just submit to you that if that's you, and I'll, I will help minister and talk to you about that and to get you through it, but don't live in that place of bondage because there is no fear in love, and God is love. And if you're feeling an ounce of fear or hurt or unforgiveness, it did not come from God, and God wants you set free from that. I never want you to have the story when you get up to, to heaven that, man, I walked for the last 40 years of my life and truly I was fearful and I was hurt and I didn't want to forgive. I want you to get up to heaven and say I was in that place but man somebody told me that I could be free in Christ and so I received freedom and man I had a joyous time for the last 40 years of my life. This is the freedom that Christ wants to bring no matter who you are, no matter what side you're on or what's the color of your skin. He wants you free. He wants you walking in the fullness of it. Look at this in Ephesians 5:25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Verse 27, listen to this here. So that he might present to himself in all her glory to himself, the church, in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. Now we know that when Christ comes back, the church, the whole body of Christ, will be presented holy and blameless in all her glory. This is a beautiful thing. But if we see a difference and a divide in the middle of the church, that's a wrinkle. Yeah. Let me just put it this way. God ain't coming back for that. How many people want God to come back? Man, come quickly, Lord. Then let's get about our business and let's iron out the wrinkles. 
Let's get about our business and let's close the divides. Let's get about our business and let's love on one another. Amen? Let's turn to John 17, verse 18. I want him to come back. That means I need to get about. You, you think that he told us to do this, to disciple our, to discipline ourselves, for us to get in unity. You think Jesus is going to come down here and be like, well, I've been wanting you to be in unity for 2,000 years now, and you haven't done it yet, so I'm just going to do it for you. No, it's not the way he said. He said, you come up. You grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. You iron out the wrinkles. I've empowered you to do it through the Holy Spirit. Now be about it. Forgive, love, close the divide. Bear one another's burdens. John 17, verse 18 says, As you sent me into the world, this is Jesus talking to the Father, I also have sent them into the world for their sakes. I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Now, I want you to watch this. Chris, will you back up? You might. You're getting a workout today. So just letting you know. Okay, good. If there's a wrinkle, if there's a divide between me, what did Jesus do? He said, I sanctify myself. Look at this. For their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. In other words, he's saying, I see somebody that's got a problem. Maybe it's a spirit of fear. Maybe, it, maybe it's a, um, an issue in their life. Maybe they got sin. Maybe they got whatever. Jesus said, I will sanctify me for that person's sake. I will be about cleaning me up, making myself grow up in the things of God, put on love, even if they're doing it to me, so that they may be sanctified. So if we see a divide, it's not for us to complain about the divide or how bad they got it wrong. The thing for us to do is to sanctify ourselves for that person's sake. That's what he's called us to do. He says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they all, this is the will of Jesus, who is also the will of the Father. I want them all to be one. I want them to be one. You see, as Christians, we have a responsibility if we see something that is not one. And I'm telling you, I could, I could go on and talk to you more about how we have not been one. And you may or may not want to hear it yet, but let me plant the seed in you this morning. It hasn't been one, which is why you're seeing some of the stuff that you're seeing. We need to change that. But Jesus said, I'm praying that they would be one. In other words, the heart of God and the will of the Father is you to be one whether you like it or not. And at some point, you've got to say, well, is, is my heritage my Lord or is Jesus my Lord? That they all may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Do you want, you know, we're talking about two of the most major things that God wants to come back for a glorious church and for the world to believe on him 
And he says, the way that I'm going to come back is when I'm glorious, without spot or wrinkle, without a divide in it. And the way that the world is going to know, know that Jesus is the Christ, the great commission that you and I have as believers, the way the world is going to know that is if you're one. And we may be one in here, you know, because it's a predominantly white church, but that does not mean that we're one outside these doors. And we've got to do something about it, no matter what reason it's there for, if we see it and we start to come, that starts to come to light that there's a, that there's a gulf between us. We've got to say, what do I need to do to remove that gulf? He says, and, and here's how you go about that. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. The glory that you have given to me, I have given to them that they may be one. In other words, when you see a gulf between uh, two races or two different people or anything like that, here's what you do. Welcome, ma'am. Here's what you do. You say, Lord, I will walk in your glory to bring about the closing of the divide, to bring about the ironing out of the wrinkles in your body, to bring two people who might have been separate to bring them together. But Lord, I need your glory. I need your love. It's not going to happen by me just deciding in my head I want to do it. I need the Holy Spirit to empower me to be that light, to be that love, to be that forgiveness, to be that one that will wrap my arms around my enemy and say, I want you, I need you. Jesus loves you. He wants you. He needs you. Jesus said, I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. In other words, the world is going to find out just how much God the Father loves them when we close the divide. When we close the divide. When we get in unity. Right now we're facing a situation that's one of the most treacherous in my lifetime that I've ever seen in this nation. It's what we're coming together to pray about tonight. And, and a lot of times, like I said, we have been, you know, white folks have been oblivious that there was a divide, just been going through our life. And most of the friends that I've talked to that are black, they're going, no, it's, it's been there. I'll tell you, I witnessed something this week, and I, my heart hurt. You know, I, my heart hurt for my family that, that their skin is darker than mine. My heart hurt. Why? Because there's a divide that we've been oblivious to. Well, the Lord has opened my eyes to it. And I, here, the other morning, I said, uh, I said Lord, I, saw, I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, something needs to be said about that. And the Holy Spirit said, sure does and then it was real quiet <laughs> and I recognized oh yeah that would be me I need to say something about that you know sometimes we pass it off to the next highest person this is something we all need to be about 
decide whose family we're in. We in a white family, we in a black family, or we in God's family? We in the family of Christ. Which one are we in? The family of Christ says, I don't care what I think that you've done or not done or done good or done bad. Who cares? If there's a divide, we need to get in unity. And the way to get in unity is put on the glory of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God. Go across the divide and love on that person. And not make any excuses for it. Not be held back because of what people, what people think. Who cares? Yep. It's about time that, that Christians and the church says, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do what Jesus told me to do. I don't care who sees it. And when you do that, not only can Christ come back, but the world will look at that situation and go, man, look at them, look at them loving on each other. That don't just happen. That don't just happen. God loves me like he loved Jesus. It proves something to the world. How do I know that? Because Jesus said it more than once. So I have a responsibility to act in it. Galatians 6, 2, last verse. There's a Like I was telling you, I woke up the other morning and going down Facebook. You, do you realize, like, I would have had no idea that there was an incident in Minnesota or Baton Rouge had I just looked at all the white people's Facebook. I wouldn't have had any idea. But when I went to friends of mine that were black, all of a sudden I learned names. Like Philando. I learned names like Mr. Sterling. And and let's say that they did something wrong. Who cares? I've got a part of my family that's hurting over them. They're mourning. They may be fearful. They may be mourning. And my job is to do exactly what this verse says. Bear one another's burdens, then thereby fulfill the law of Christ. So I see that. And for me, it's like this. Once I saw those things happening, I had other posts. I had some funny posts. Um, my daughter had given me some really funny socks. They, they were little crabs like this. I had them under my boots. I was going to put a picture of that because it was funny. I already had the picture ready and just, you know, people get the laugh and a chuckle out of that. Mm, I'm not posting that. You know why? Because part of my family's hurting. I mourn with those who mourn, and I bring the, the law of Christ is to bring comfort to that, not show them my funny socks. I, I, I withdrew everything. I had some other stuff that I believe the Lord wanted me to show eventually that was ready to go out and post and just help people and different things, and I held it back because I have a part of my family that was carrying a burden of pain, fear, discomfort, whatever, and we're just acting like life's normal. And we've got to say, look, are they my family or not? Am I in the love of Christ or not? Am I supposed to bear one another's burdens or not? I don't care how they got there. I don't care if they were right or wrong. I've got a people that is hurting, and they're my people because they're God's people, yeah. because they're made in his image. 
And see, this applies across the race divide. It applies across a divide in the family. It applies anywhere that there's a divide. If there's a people that's hurting, my job as an ambassador from heaven is to take the love of God and to lift them up, to bear them up. So tonight, that's what we're doing. We're not, we're not talking about it. We're just sharing the love of God. We're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to ask for the glory of God to come down and heal some stuff, heal some wounds. And, you know, on the white people's side, on the black people's side, on the Latino people's side, who, we're, heal the wounds, Lord. If they got one, heal it. Lord, let your glory be seen. Let people see and know that you love us as they watch people come into unity over the love of Christ. That's what tonight's for. It's, it's not just a good idea. We should see it as our responsibility. Let's just right now, just stand up, join hands with the person next to you. And let's get in, pull the, pull the aisles, step in between, don't, don't even leave the sections together, all the way across. Just get in some unity. Lord, we're your people. We're not my people or their people. We're your people, Father. We're your people. And right now, Lord, we just ask for your glory, for your love to manifest. As we extend love, we extend forgiveness. We let go of pride. We put on humility. We extend forgiveness. We extend the power and the glory of Lord. We command in Jesus' name, Lord, let the divide be closed in Jesus' name. Let it be closed in Albemarle. Let it be closed in Stanley County. Let the divide be closed in Jesus' name as we love on each other. Lord, and we love in your name. Father, right now, I just ask for hearts to be healed. You look, I can, I can see and I can sense that there are tender scars that some people, even in this room, have towards some of the things that I'm saying. And as I speak on it, that, that flesh is wanting those tender scars to rise up in emotions and feelings. Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus and the peace, peace, grace, and peace be to you in Jesus' name. Let your anointing break the yoke of those scars. Let them not be held back by those scars anymore. Let the tenderness of the heart of Christ rise up in each and every person. Let the glory, Lord, rise up on your people and let your tenderness and your love. Lord, this is not, this is not a white church or a black church. This is your church. And Lord, we give it to you. Lord, healing be in Jesus' name. We praise you. And we love you and we thank you so much. We will be the people that will close the divide in the name of Jesus. We will be the people that will bring about your love in this earth as it is in heaven. We will be the people empowered by your Holy Spirit walking in the glory. We won't make excuses for it will be about your business. Right now, if you've, you've got anything left in you that you just need to release, I just, I just ask you,
just just pray this prayer with me just say Jesus I open up my heart to you and I release any of those old scars those old bondages I am free in the anointing of Christ and Lord heal our land and heal me in Jesus name amen amen I love you and I am so so pleased with you so pleased with you yeah love on her amen what an awesome moment father we just thank you for healing us in every way and we praise you for it in Jesus name amen have a great day